and welcome to the very first episode of Movie Date with Stacey and I. I am your host, Stacey, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, so happy you made it here, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, every episode, my guests will choose a movie of any genre, and uh, we will discuss it. And tonight, my guest is David Carson, host of the podcast Stupid Gay Drama. Hello, David. How are you? Hey, Stacey. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um... So, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me here <laughs> yeah, today. Of I just, you know, I've always loved your company and I'm really excited to like just be here with you to start this new adventure for you. So, Aww. once again, thank you so much for having me on and thank you for letting me have this platform to talk about my podcast. Of course. Which is called Stupid Gay Drama, um, the number one podcast and all things stupid gay <laughs> and dramatic. You know. Stupid Gay Drama came out this past year. I threw out a couple of trial run episodes. Um, just trying to get my foot in the door, trying to see what I wanted to talk about on the show. I knew that I have a voice. I know that I have things to say, but I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to put those things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that came Stupid Gay Drama. You know, I'd finished up with college. I had time on my hands. And, and I found something that, you know, really just... Has taken up so much of my time and has taught me a lot, not only about myself, but about other people and just interactions with other people. You know, mm-hmm. it originally started out as a podcast for things, you know, stupid game dramatic, <laughs> where we talked about like Vanderpump Rules or like Floribama Shore or some shit like that. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of expanded out a little bit more into telling other people's stories because I realized that's actually what I find interesting about, you know, like reality shows and stuff like that is just the communication and the interactions between people so from that i'm rebranding stupid gay drama um i'm going to be having people coming on there talking about their coming out stories i'm going to tell my coming out story which i mean from i think that you know some of it but i don't think you know all of it don't even know if i know some of it i think that you know some i I know for a fact that you know some of it because you just have you've known me in the past couple of years and i really i only came out you know I guess I so, came out yeah. at a kind of late age. I'm not going to say how old I was, but it was late in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a really interesting story there that I think, Ooh. you know, not only would interest people to hear, but also could maybe help out a couple of people. Here. Definitely. You know, there is no gay guide, you know, there's no booklet to tell you, you know, how things are supposed to be. But, you know, if you listen to my podcast and maybe get, you know, a good glimpse of... One's perspective. Of one person's, yeah, experience. Um well, it sounds awesome. And I've heard the uh, what you do have released, and I love it. Hey. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm excited to hear the new twist on it. It has been a labor of love, but, yeah. you know, everything yeah. is, right? <laughs> Definitely. And, I don't know, it's nice to have a platform to, like you said, like you have a voice in what you have to say. Like, what you want to say is important, and it's so true. Like, I feel like a lot of us get stuck in this mindset of, who wants to hear from me? Mm-hmm. I'm like no one. But fuck that. If you have the means to create something and put it out into the world, do that shit because no matter what, it's gonna make you feel better. And yeah, it's gonna like be an realize. outlet for you. Yeah, you don't realize the amount of people that actually listen to you and are interested in the yeah, things I want that to you hear- say what you want and have to say yeah so if you guys are interested in that type of podcast you know listen to stupid gay drama but today we're going to be talking about movie date <laughs> with stacy <Yeah. laughs> and we're going to be doing jawbreaker i grew up watching all of those 90s teen dramas and they're just they have a special place in my heart every single one of like those she's all that like every cruel one of those cruel intentions yeah. everything from the 90s all like, the mean I girls love that. <laughs> everything Everybody from the Dawson's Creek cast, like, that time in, like, Hollywood was just iconic, you know? Sarah Michelle Gellar, fucking... Buffy. Oh my gosh. We could talk about Buffy for a couple hours. I know, we could, we should go over This is now a Buffy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. You know, I have a confession, I've never seen, or I never watched, um, Dawson's Creek. I know, and I know I'm gonna no. love it. It's the same writer as Scream. Yeah, exactly. And I know what you did last summer. All of like the cheesy like romance the from it, like it's all in Dawson's without Creek. the scare. 
Exactly. Well, there's a couple of scares. Really? Not really. Okay. But <laughs> sometimes. I really need to watch it. I'm, no, I it's could so binge good. It, Kevin I'm Williamson, sure. like he's a champ. But yeah, we're talking about Jawbreaker, which you know it came out, I believe, 1999, starring Rose McGowan, Rebecca Gayhart, like uh, Julie, Julie Benz. Yeah, I love Julie Benz. She was Darla from Angel, and that was an iconic role, also. And she was Rita from Dexter. Oh shit! I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's his just, first girlfriend. Uh, she's gorgeous. That like that trio right there, they're just iconic. That scene of the three of them walking down the hallway to like I cannot think of the name of the song. I don't know, that soundtrack is ooh, amazing ooh, though. Ooh, ooh, that yeah. song like literally is iconic. And they're like they all have like their own colors, like it's just perfect. that in movies like this um where they're just dressed to the nines for high school i'm like girl none of us look like that in high school you know what i love that though i love I that know, they look they looked it's like they fantasy. were like 25 years old <laughs> like, i read though i read that that was on purpose too like oh, just really? paying homage to like greece and all of those like really popular like Films from like the eighties were like they were so yeah nearly thirty women. They literally (laughs) look like grown ass women trying to be like seniors in high school. Rose McGowan literally walking around this entire movie. Her like like, breasts are just like popping. They're like out there. Amazing. She is so beautiful. She's a hottie. She's literally like I don't even know how to describe her. She's that. <laughs> she's that girl. She's definitely the one in the group, and she like plays it well. She plays- she's Courtney Shane is an iconic character. Yeah. I don't know how much more times I can say the word iconic, but like <laughs> there's just like no other word to use to describe her. She literally like all of her lines are the best. Her fashion uh-huh. is the best. Like she's just somebody you don't want to fuck with. I know, and, and she'll tell you too. She's like, don't fuck with me. I will ruin you. <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> like I will bring you down. So it starts with. It starts with the click, literally just Walk, announcing themselves. The yeah, school. announcing themselves walking down the hallway. You get a good and look at them. Exactly, you get a good look at the three main girls, and they. And you also get a look at Fern Mayo, who comes into the story a little later. Which yeah, you don't even realize it's her. You think it's just this like nerdy girl, like they're like whatever. Yeah. But then also they there's, show there's four girls. Yeah, there's, there's four actually girls four girls. My bad. And there's one girl that stops and she helps this nerdy girl out. After she drops her books. It's just like an afterthought. They don't make mention of it in this scene. Yeah. But they show that so that you, the viewer, are able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, that ends and then there's a scene of jawbreakers being made. And it shows you like how the candy factories like produce a jawbreaker and it's all the credits and things like that and it's a really cute yeah. scene it it basically shows like photos of the girls growing up together yeah, also, they've been like that girl gang of four like since they've been younger like but what the line that is said is basically this is not a way that you want to wake up on your 17th birthday mm-hmm. you see the main girl who was the sweet girl that stopped to help the liz. other girl liz who doesn't have any lines in the movie like that yeah. I can like remember? She didn't like she doesn't say anything. So basically, <laughs> basically Liz wakes up, Two, sees three people in a mask, three people in a mask above her that shove them. a fucking jawbreaker down her throat. <laughs> they don't literally shove and it tape, down her throat. In her mouth and tape it shut. They put her in the trunk. And they're going to school, and they're planning on like flying her underwear up the flagpole and doing all these silly yeah, things. Yeah, taping her so, like, to say the flagpole. Happy birthday. Yeah, basically just making you know like a fun dumb like, teenage girl shit. You know, nothing like crazy serious. <laughs> and then they open the trunk, and the jawbreaker is lodged, lodged in her fucking throat, and she is dead. She is dead. She is blue. And okay, so as soon as they open the trunk, Foxy screams. <laughs> Because they call her Foxy. Her name's Marcy Marcy Fox. Fox. And they call her Foxy. She screams and she looks genuinely scared. And then um, Julie is the other girl's name, right? Yeah, Rebecca Gayhart's character. Yeah, Rebecca Gayhart's character looks very scared as well. And then Rose McGowan is strangely calm and collected. And it's just like, oh, shit. She's dead. She's dead, (laughs) I guess. So they start freaking out. They start trying to figure out, like, what to do. They concoct this plan. They're going to call in sick for her as her mother. <laughs> and, like, why did they do that is what I'm wondering. They could have, like, They're, skipped that whole part. But yeah. I think it was the quick thinking at first. And then the plan came next. So that kind of throws off things later. But, yeah, I loved 
that whole scene of her in the car and like her getting mad at Marcy. I forgot what did she say to Marcy? She got upset with her. She's like, "We're gonna go in that school. No, and she, we're gonna. Oh wait, what? No, she said that. What did she? She was like, Marcy's like, you did such a good job. I know. She's like, that was so convincing. That was so convincing. And she, oh, I bet you, I wrote it down. <laughs> but she's like, um, yeah, I duh. Or yeah, basically I, I, just says, of duh, course, of course, yeah. I did a good job because I'm Courtney fucking Shane. Courtney fucking Shane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. They call in for her. They leave her in the trunk all day when they're at school. They have another scene walking down the hall, but it's just the three of them. It's, yeah, another one of those iconic hallway scenes yeah, of them, I know. Like, like, owning the them. school. They, there is a lot of them. But the fact that, like, <laughs> like, they just killed their best friend, and now they're having, like, girls get in formation. And we gotta Marcy do this. and fucking Courtney move on pretty quick they're just like it happened whatever Julie is the only one that has any type of like empathy like sadness about the situation she's really like fucked up about it she's like we killed our best friend yeah like we accidentally committed murder like this is a real thing so they go inside they go to the bathroom they fucking chase everyone (laughs) out of there they're like bye bye see you fucking later get the fuck out like just showing really like how dominant they are in school so they chase all of them out. They all like bend over at once to reapply their <laughs> lipstick. Everything all, is very yeah. sequenced mm-hmm. and like uniform, which is really like cute and just a really like I don't know. This movie was targeted for people like us. Like we <laughs> fuck. I fucking eat it up. I love it so much. There was just I don't know if it had to do with the director or if it was just like the like, script itself. Like there was just everything about it like called to me. There's like, so many lines to one after the other that you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, and yes. they usually come from Courtney Shane. I know. She's the line queen. So basically they sit in the bathroom and they talk about what had happened whenever the teacher walks in. Yeah. He's like, hey, listen, the mother of Liz called and she needs homework because Liz is sick right now. So Courtney's like, yeah, no problem. I'll go pick it up from you, whatever. Yeah. They go outside to go eat lunch. <laughs> they're sitting on the bleachers, and they're devising a plan of what to say happened. They're talking about saying that some man raped her, this, that, the other thing. This is where I wrote down, this is 13 minutes into the movie, and I'm it's thinking, like, already her best friends far. are saying that <laughs> they're going to convince everybody that some guy raped her because God that's damn. everybody's biggest fear is, yeah. you know, a young white girl, you know, mm-hmm. being desecrated, like, being violated. And still, the only one really giving a fuck is Julie being like, we should just call the cops, we should just call, we should just call. Yeah. Which, like, why didn't she just fucking call them? <laughs> You know, pure pressure. Know, Courtney Shane was going to ruin her life if she did that. <laughs> so she could not just call. And Marcy's not going to call because Marcy, Marcy does not as we see, well, as we see from later on in the scene with Marcy and her father, her father's like, I feel like you're a follower. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she is. She's the biggest follower. She doesn't have any type of identity outside of, just of her high school. Like, and being who she is yeah, her, in that group. She's known as being, like, the right-hand chick. She's not even, like, the main chick. She's, like, the right hand. And she's, like, comfortable being that, which, you know, yeah, I rock mean, on. If, if, but... you, if you could be number two to Courtney Shane, like, I mean, I'd probably exactly. take that spot. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they catch her. So they run out of the school. They catch um, the... the principal right before i think she's a principal i can't remember i can't i think she's just a teacher but but fern had went in there earlier to ask about if she was going to be accompanying them on like the bonnie club meeting or something like that some Mm -hmm. like class trip some nerdy trip some nerd because she's total she's total like square like yeah and i heard that she was also modeled after carrie I mean, I could totally see that, like, with you saying that. Yeah. Just that fucking, like, the jumper, Long like, the stringy hair. hair. Like, yeah, yeah that's exactly And her mannerisms, too. She Violet. Violet. <laughs> I love I that. I um, love Judy Greer. Who, Fern's played by Judy Greer. She's great. But um, Fern is sent home with the homework. So she's walking all blissfully. And she's, she's like, like, so, so excited, excited. Because Liz is Liz, you know? Liz is the coolest girl in school she's the teen dream she's probably deal with it (laughs) (laughs) she's probably the coolest girl next to courtney but in like her own right because she is sweet she's more popular than courtney yeah courtney only rises to popularity because liz is not there anymore yeah so fern's on her way they drive over they get there before fern carry her body upstairs and they decide to stage like a rape or basically 
Yeah, like someone came Literally, in, they gagged so, yeah. her with the jawbreaker. Like it all happened because of someone attacking her, mm-hmm. um, which is awful. Like couldn't imagine. But Marcy and Courtney could care less. Julie's like going through. They're it, like having like, fun doing it almost. They're like putting her body in like positions and like trying to like stage it to look like something went down. Um, fucking it's Fern, pretty awful it is awful fern is like on her way into the house and she like sees a flower <laughs> she, she picks like, it up oh yeah and she smells <laughs> she it she picks it up she's like and it's a fucking it. centipede there's like a big ass centipede in there i'm like and what she the drops fuck? it it's a fucking omen dude it's, it's like you're about to walk into something that you need to back up from. you need to walk away girl uh-huh <laughs> like the tension in that scene though is just like you can feel it kind it's of felt like a horror movie like building up yeah. like the scene of like Fern walking in, mm-hmm. and then like the girls, you know that Fern's about to walk in there. And hear you know that. it's gonna see. Yeah. You know that she's either gonna see something or hear something. Mm-hmm. Something is gonna happen. She was sitting. She was scared. She was, I, I mean, yeah. could you imagine like you're going out the most popular girl at school, and you hear all of her friends in a room saying, "We murdered her, and now we're gonna stage a rape." Like uh, the fuck. Like God. Fern is standing outside the door. Like, uh. um, excuse me. <laughs> the door flies open. The door flies open, and like it's like the three fucking witches of like I know, Eastwick, Eastwick, which is funny because Rose McGowan was uncharmed. Yeah, <laughs> they like scare like they and they start questioning her like Fern. And what Rose did you is, hear? Or, um, not Rose. Courtney is in control. And she's she, just yeah. Like, you heard what you heard, and guess what? That means you have power. Yeah. What happened? And like. Basically, she sees the body. Yeah, she freaks and, and she runs. Sees it. And I don't blame her. I'd be like, get the fuck out of there. I know. Like, <laughs> what did you do? But like, so Courtney gets Marcy, get her. I know, Marcy, get her. <laughs> and like Marcy being the follower that she and is. And she's barely running. I love that she's like running, but she's like, ah, ah. Like, and she like chases her oh, outside. And they're like literally all like right behind her. And she just grabs her with the lightest little grab and she stops. Like, and Fern just like sits there and cries. I'm like, you're not even gonna fight back, like nothing. And like, this is the best. Like, Courtney walks up and she's all like, what did she say? She said, have a little scare, dear. Like, like, you what? fucking villain. Like, you bitch, you just killed somebody. She just killed somebody and then she she's gonna go over there. <laughs> I really. It was definitely, I think it was just Courtney Shane murdered her. No, like, but the fact that she fucking says that, well, she goes, I have a little scared ear, and then Marcy goes, boo. Like, right behind (laughs) her. Like, first of all, you follow her. Second of all, that was really funny. I know. And then she has her, like, hands on her shoulders, and they start breaking things down for her. They're like, okay, this is how it's going to go. We have, basically, in a few words, we have what you want. We'll give it to you if you keep your mouth shut. Which, so. I mean, Marcy's, like, cool with it. Courtney's cool with it. Julie is not cool with yeah, it. Julie's she like, tells her, she says, you can't own somebody by making them beautiful. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, like, she's like, uh, but, whatever, honey. <laughs> I, you definitely can. But you can, because the next scene shows Fern's, like, transformation Which is from, a really interesting, like, makeover sequence. There's, like, a poem. I looked for the poem, and I couldn't find it, but there's, like, a poem in the background that they're chanting, hmm. and it's a rhyme. And it's like while she's getting made over and shit by all these weird people. You know how they're like saying stuff yeah, and it's almost saying, like you, it's a rhyme? It sounds like a fucking witch type situation. Yeah, it sounds like they're like invoking <laughs> some fucking demon or some shit. And they did the, yeah. a demon in the form of Violet. V-Y-L-E-T-T-E. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you. I know all about you. You're the one in the corner at the dances that the geeks won't dance with because they're at home fucking old pervs in cyberspace thinking they're doing some hot babe. There's nothing to hide, Fern. You're nothing. We're everything. You're the shadow. We're the sun. But I'm here to offer you something you never dared dream of. Something that you were never meant to be, but will be. Because today, Fern, my dear, fate has decided that you are cool. We're going to make you one of us. Beautiful, popular, Loved, feared, all that you've ever dreamed of. If, and only if, you never, ever tell anyone what you heard. Think of it. This is sick, Courtney. You don't own someone by making them beautiful. You can't hide the truth with a makeover. Liz is gone, Fern. Take her place. You know you want it. 
Think about how they see. Not with oil, but with dry. Watch the eyes come alive as me, as us. A dash of magenta. Lashes full, black. X-rated glass, lips full and slayer frames. Portrait. Some gilded. Some gold. Color, the secret to not growing old. We cut, glare, and curl. For a look that is you. For the hair of a dead girl. We use model glue. Lips full. Flush. And dark. A fine line that traces a deep crimson heart. Rest now, sweetness. Till the day all shall see. The beauty we molded from sheer misery. And she does become intimidating after know, that. Well, it takes her some. It takes her a little bit of time, like to get used to everything. But she because falls right into place. She like she it's eats nothing. it fucking up. She does. <laughs> Judy Greer uh, t- like said in an interview once that um, after whenever she was in Fern Mayo's like wardrobe and makeup behind the scenes, like no one really paid attention to her. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she was dressed up like Violet, like going to do a scene, like. She had a lot more Because she attention. looks like freaking Marilyn, like Monroe, I like know. whenever she's Violet. And then when she's Fern, she looks like fucking Carrie White. Like I know. They really is opposite. It's and she's intimidating. That's like yeah, that's like great makeup right there. Yeah. But I mean you can obviously like like I said with the ones earlier, you can obviously tell that she's like thirty five yeah, in I fucking know. high school. I'm like, okay, like, but she still doesn't look I love it. Like a high school. <laughs> but that's okay. Anyways. She's just Violet with a Y. Gotta, gotta <laughs> love her. But she kind of takes Julie's spot in the group. Yeah. There's never anything said about it either. That's the weird thing that I noticed. Is I like know, the next scene is just it was literally just the next day. Down yeah. The hallway and Julie's not involved. So and, and like, like the span of this movie is only a couple of days because uh-huh. right the next scene that we see after that is her parents finding um, uh, Liz. Liz's body. Yeah. Which is like it kind of you know what it reminded me of you know what what it reminded me of the scene in Scream whenever they find Casey's body at the beginning like her parents are riding home like (gasps) you watching it like I just I felt that same type of like dread scene in Scream every time gives me shivers her mom scream Mm -hmm. gosh I love that movie so much but yeah I definitely and like the flashing. Like, it was a flash of white light as soon as mm-hmm. they walked through the door. And okay, so... To, Fern is now part of the group, and they're sitting at the lunch table. Julie has now been totally outcast. She is mm-hmm. sitting with, like, the gothic freaks. <laughs> <laughs> they all sit down. They're eating. Violet. Almost Violet. I like how I call her almost, Violet. Not even yeah. Fern. I was like, Violet almost eats a bite of a tuna fish sandwich, yeah. which the other girls are, like, disgusted. She's like, she's like fish market much or some shit like just something so she's just mean. like horrified that she would dare to like they have three diet cokes that they drink on they don't eat she says they don't we eat. don't eat in front of people because people associate that with uh bowel movements and flatulence <laughs> and just things that we do you want to be associated with poop she, that's what she said she's all like we she's like we eat and we eat very well yeah, she's it's like, like, yeah we, eat we just we eat don't do well. it like in front of anybody <laughs> so Vi- violet is now <laughs> part of the crew and Julie is out so I believe the next scene is like the the next scene is no the next scene is the big stick oh my god the big stick I forgot about this okay so Courtney's like totally into kink yeah she's she's a little freak this girl's supposed to be like 17 years old dude I'm telling you this girl is like she's got she's got a Patreon she's got a fucking like only like only fans yeah Yeah, she's got all of them she's got her premium Snapchat she's like modern day cam girl like she's she could run that, that shit her that's her back in like 1999 I'd be afraid of her like I know, dude, like saying, she would fucking run the world <laughs> that girl so, um, so she basically is just like, like teasing this boy that she's been like messing yeah. around with through the entire movie like just basically like asserting her dominance over him like with you're gonna do what I popsicle. want and like how I want it so she's making him suck on the popsicle <laughs> and lick on it all that fun stuff and he's when like, wait, some, you want me to do what? He, he's like, he's like, you know, typical like fucking seventeen year old boy. Like, She's I'm like, not I doing can't that. Remember. I'm not gonna do that. You have to and show then, me. of course, he does it. <laughs> I know, yeah, because she's like. I'm like this close, but I just need a little bit more help. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do, do it. Sure, it. anything. 
So they're like about to like get to that moment. No, Courtney goes out. She starts blowing him for For like like a second, second, and then all of a sudden there's like a knock at the door. Opens it. It's the police. It's Pam Greer. Fucking Pam Greer. Yes. (laughs) Fucking Jackie Brown up in this bitch. It was so random, like, but I I loved loved it. Yeah, I know. I love. She's scary, and she was such an intense, intimidating. Yeah. She was so like. She's like, where were you? And they're like, I don't know. And she's like, what the fuck, fuck <laughs> about these little white girls? Like, no, she, she was really about to put them through some shit. Fuck. She uh-huh. knew that there was something in the milk wasn't clean. So. Yeah, because they fucking called the morning of as her mom. So that is just suspicious right off the bat. Like, who mm-hmm. the fuck made this call? Yeah, somebody if was she obviously was attacked. Doing this. Yeah, in a female's voice. Like, exactly. What's going on here? So the questioning starts. They all just say, "Don't know, don't know. I have no idea." Um. So the next scene is Marcy and her dad talking, talking about... Which we talked about earlier. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. But it was like a really funny scene, though. Like, it I love the fact that they were... That they... That she just was totally over him. She's like, you're so fucking weird. Like, and I'm not sure if he was, like, supposed to be, like, a gay, like, caricature or something. I kind of, like, got that vibe Did when you? we started singing, like, Tiffany and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was really sweet, though, and sad, though, to see the connection between them. is just, like, there's yeah, nothing. Because she, she was is so, so over it. She is so, like, vapid and just... Which Shut I remember up. a moment in my, like, teenhood where I, like, that wanted nothing to do with my parents. I wanted them to not talk to me. I wanted to walk through the door and go straight to my room and to, like, act like they didn't even exist. So I get it. But and her dad was like her dad and her mom like yeah, so they she, make mention of that only... that she's that he was like a single parent like he's talking about like watching Oprah she's like oh is that the mom side coming and, out and, 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 and he was like yes Oprah that is my daughter she is a follower she like is talking a follower. back to the <laughs> all the while we skip the part where they like walk up on which is so weird to me like why is this guy thrown into the mix like halfway through the film the like love interest of Julie. Oh, I agree. I think that they totally could have not. You know what? If they would have had him just be her boyfriend, like just so that she could go like prom with and stuff, that whole like subplot could have been taken out, and we could have gotten something interesting, like Courtney's home life or like Julie's home life, because we didn't find anything out. A little bit more building of that, almost because I I just remained so uncaring about what honestly happened. He was like not like a leading like man. He he reminded me of like reality. Bites Ethan Hawke a little bit. Oh he definitely gosh. was trying to be like young Ethan Hawke up in there, <laughs> which I appreciated because he was definitely '90s like babe at the time. He just like was not my cup of tea, no. and I, that's so funny that you and thought the same Courtney thing. Shane. I'm so glad. Yeah, I didn't. I just thought, what's the point of that? So he's like theater drama boy, but he's also like cute, and all the girls still like him, even though Courtney Shane's like a theater. It's like yeah, so he's, he's gay. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like definitely gay, but um. She wants to set Fern up with him. Mm-hmm. So that's how he kind of gets introduced, which I feel like is a kind of weak at the same time, but whatever. So I guess that's his little, she like... He ends up kind of failing at that, but Julie gets catches a ride home because there's another person Julie just knows from her past all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so funny how little things are written they like leave, that. Yeah, they left out, like, so much, like, world, like, building. I wish like, they didn't. Yeah. It would have been a better film. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better if we got more, if we got more about who they were and, like, just, I don't know, a little bit into the inside of why they are the way they are, but... Also, it's, like, a fun movie to watch. Yeah, you know, it would make, like, a perfect, like, backdrop for, like, an eight-episode, like, maxi-series. Yeah. Like, just to kind of, like, dig into all of their, like, home lives and definitely. stuff. Definitely. Jawbreaker should definitely become, like, the next Euphoria. Uh, have you seen Euphoria? Yeah, I um, have a lot of feelings about it. I'll say that. I know. That. We should talk about that, too. I, that they're not all good ones. Show. They're not all good ones. I haven't finished it. I've only seen the first three episodes. I've only seen the first two episodes, and uh, I You're thought that it, it was graphic and it is gratuitous. Very graphic. I thought it was gratuitous. It's I didn't HBO, think. HBO, baby. I can't I even get into it because uh, I'll be sitting here talking. About I know. It too sorry. Long. But, but it's just very. Jawbreaker, I think, could be spun into something a lot more deeper. Totally. And taken like to such a depth that it could bring in all the parents. It could bring in mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. 
But they didn't choose I, I to was, do that. I was curious about that. I was curious. Me I too. mean, the only real parent that we got to see was we saw Marcy's dad. We, saw we never like saw blips, just tiny little. We saw Liz's parents. We saw because the next scene after that is Liz go or is court. Wait, is <laughs> Julie going to? Um, Liz's house and like standing by her pool and like having this vision of like Liz walking out, like, <laughs> which I was like very like what is going on? It was here? very wild thing. It was very wild. I was like, things. okay, like, I get it, but she's like a little too sexy in this moment to be like a thoughtful moment. And the mom nips her out. The mom meets her out there and like hugs her because like Julie breaks down in tears after like seeing her friend, which I think plays into something I'll talk about towards the end. Okay, okay. Um, but next... Uh, so all of this is happening. Prom is coming up. The investigation is still on. Then Courtney Shane decides to... Am I jumping too far ahead? Wait, where are you? I'm thinking of talking about Courtney Shane coming to the detective cruise. No, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Because it shows them walking into the school and detective... Vera walking out of like the office and they see each other <laughs> and like Quentin Shane's like good morning Vera like uh-huh. such a bitch like, I know it's like I would keep my mouth her. fucking literally shut, yeah but Courtney likes to put it all like as far over as she can just to like test it yeah that's what I think it was I think it was her saying like She's if like, I don't say this me. it would look weird yeah but I think saying it looks weird it looked weird the confidence she has looks weird Rose McGowan described this character as like a young like on the on the brink sociopath, like she probably uh, would grow the fuck I could up see and that. become a murderer. One hit, well, she was already halfway there. She's already killed her first prey. <laughs> she might have killed before. Who fucking knows? So Julie sees Violet, and they officially introduce her as Violet, and, and they like, go, "Hey, Fern." She's like, "Who's Fern?" What is she? <laughs> they say they say. Learn it, live it, love, love it. it. Like, okay. Um, God, I love it so much. <laughs> okay, all right. Violet, Violet, which is like a flower compared to like fern, which is just a plant. Um, oh my gosh. And I have some like quotes to throw out there that are kind of near this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Courtney Shane says this to Violet. She goes, I made you and I'm God. That's all you need to know. It's like, okay, you cocky 17-year-old. Like, no, 17-year-old going on 30. Like, literally. Fuck. She looks grown. I love Rose McGowan, though. Like, even to this day, she is she's just great. such a babe. Like, uh-huh. I love... She's I very. She's just, like, a very smart chick. But she's, uh, she's also, like, not afraid to, like, go off. I, which is great. She fucking started such a movement that has changed Hollywood. It really She fucking has. wrecked Harvey Weinstein. Literally. She which brought him did, fucking Oh my down. god, did Harvey Weinstein... Did, did fucking Weinstein do Jawbreaker? No, it wasn't Weinstein. Oh wait, you mean like... Um, Was it like his like, it studio? It may have been. Oh my you god. Know, Miramax? Maybe that's how they fucking met and that all went down. Or before that even. Well, no, because... Miramax did Scream. Oh, and she was Tatum. Exactly. Oops, sorry. So I'm thinking that that's where they like found each other. And that's what happened. Because everybody should know, but if you don't know, Rose McGowan like had this whole thing against Harvey Weinstein back in the day. He paid her $100,000 to like be quiet about a situation that happened between the two of them back in like 1997. Mm-hmm. And that was two years prior to this movie. Which was, yeah. So she... Uh, I don't even know where I was She going came with that. the fuck out with it. And she started a lot of people coming out with allegations towards men, a lot of them proving to be true, and a lot of them being Hollywood men. So, like big Hollywood men. Exactly. So Rose McGowan is iconic. She and is. we love her. And I love her so much. And Tatum, are you kidding me? Like Tatum, that's Scream that's... is my favorite movie. Tatum is one of my like great like biggest like loves. Tatum would fit in perfect in this movie. Like yeah. if you put that, Tatum in Jawbreaker. Scream and Jawbreaker together. In the same universe. Imagine Courtney Shane getting her ass murdered. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, she she, she, get, she yeah. would be the killer. No, she would be the, killer. Be the killer. You're so right. <laughs> she would be the fucking killer of course and Marcy would be her right of hand. Woodsboro. Marcy would be the right hand I know for a fact. Oh my god. Wait, but that would be like too easy to like guess from the beginning. If I saw those two bitches, I'd be like, it was them. I know. (laughs) I love that movie so much. We're gonna do an episode on screen, me and David. We're already planning it. 30th anniversary. Please stay tuned. It is gonna be a shit show. Because not only are we gonna be talking about the movie, but Mm -hmm. we're also gonna be talking about the true life case that inspired the movie. 
the Gainesville Ripper. The Gainesville Ripper. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's such like an ominous, like... It sounds so, title. so much scarier than, like... Yeah. But they call, they call the character in Scream the Woodsboro Ripper. Mm-hmm. Oof. <sighs> Both really scary. Love that movie. Okay. But... So... <laughs> back to Jawbreaker. I don't know how we even got off, so I had to talk about Rose Scream, McGowan, but it was all Rose McGowan's fault. <laughs> so... Um, so they have I, I literally have in my notes the next scene lame scene with guy because I was just so not interested oh, and it's like all these little tiny like tidbits that could have just done without but whatever he just, yeah it took up like a large portion of the movie where I was just like eh he basically like, just is there to help later with the one thing yeah exactly <laughs> that's really all he's there for and, and they could have like totally had him just do that from the beginning but you know they just there always has to be a love story, I guess. I, which which there I doesn't like. Spoiler, no. There doesn't have to always exactly. be a love story. Please, like, listen up. There doesn't have to be a love story. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this should have been a story about Julie learning to love herself and like find out her own identity in high school. Or just a good ass revenge fucking story, just like Cruel Intentions, hey, which there was that. a love story behind that, but it was far better. We will have to do. Like, I know we're gonna have too. to do I didn't even, like think about that. Like, I love that movie too. Um. Um, so yeah. So okay. So Courtney goes to Vera next, mm. and she's oh. like, twist. She's like, she's like upset. She's like crying. crying. She's acting her ass off in front of this detective, she's and you're like, just like Oscar had an addiction. She wasn't as pure as she said she, she was. She was not as pure as she said she was. <laughs> Liz Liz had cravings. That's what she said. She said Liz had cravings. She's so dramatic. She craved strange men. And oh I'm like, God, damn, damn. Like, okay. And then it has the sequence of like Courtney explaining what Liz did that night prior. Yeah, what Liz, you know. But it's showing like a dreamlike sequence of Courtney going through these motions. Mm-hmm. She's dressed up in red latex. And she's looking. She like goes to a bar a with. Corset. How did she get in the bar without like because an idea? Because look at her. Exactly. That's she's what I'm got. <laughs> like she could literally like per- she could like persuade anyone to do anything. It seems. Well, she goes in the bar and she just sees like guy after guy that are just like checking just her like, out. Like damn. Shit. Love the seventeen year old. I know, right? <laughs> Fucking creepy to like think about. It is, but, but knowing she, that she's a grown woman makes it a little bit better. Yeah, but like she comes upon one gentleman who happens has to long be long ass hair, and he's like creepy looking. You know who that is? You're like, yeah, you're like, why does this motherfucker look familiar? <laughs> he's not wearing his makeup, but uh-huh. it's fucking Marilyn Manson, which and who Rose McGowan was engaged to at the time. They were together whenever she wore that like iconic oh my like gosh, that dress. Backless. Yeah, that dress to that the MTV had, Awards. I think for this movie that's when they nominate they were nominated it was perfect it was iconic it was everything that the gays wanted (laughs) so fucking she's an idol she really is so he's in it for a split second doesn't have any lines but he's literally just there to bang rose mcgowan on top of the bed so this is like this is where the twist comes in that night where they set up her body because the parents are coming home what is it? I guess the next day? Mm-hmm. They find her the next morning or something? They, um... This is never touched on when the first initial, like, scene of them, like, setting the body up to be found happens. But that same night, Courtney, like, went out, found a man, took her back, took him back to fucking Liz's bed. But, like, and banged him, him on, the on bed top of the bed while Liz was is under dead the underneath the bed. bed. So you're like, oh shit, she is framing this man for this murder. She's had this shit planned out. She's an absolute psychopath She's at 17 psychopath. years old. Like, what the fuck? Which is, su- which is such a theme. Like, I was just watching that movie, The Crush, earlier. Have you ever seen that movie? With, with Alicia Silverstone. Yes, uh, it's such a theme with movies in the 90s of like young girls becoming obsessed, obsessed. with older men. Mm-hmm. Or just obsessed in any way and like wanting control or power. It was such a 90s thing. There's so many fucking <laughs> Lifetime movies that was like no. Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore. Exactly. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. And there was also uh, Rose McGowan did one called oh Devil in a Blue Dress or yes, something like that. Yes, I think that. I saw that. It was like right beside the crush on mm-hmm. um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. So Rose McGowan had actually done like her She's own type of movie it. like that. Like. Yeah. I don't know what type of movie to call it. Like, some sort of exploitation film. It's like single white female, but yeah. like a teenager version. But anyways. But I loved all of them. So. I know, me too. They're so fun to watch. The Crush was great. It has horrible reviews, but I thought it was so I fun. I love Lisa Silverstone, so... Oh my god, me too. Don't start with me on We that. have to cover Clueless, too. Anyways. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I would love to do Clueless. I know. <laughs> so, okay. Violet. Um, so, that's, so, she goes to the um, detective, tells her that happened. This man is now in custody for the murder of Liz. And Julie's like, what the fuck did you do, Courtney? Mm-hmm. A man is on, like going to go to jail for the rest of his life for this. Well, that's not before that's Courtney it. almost runs over Julie, like driving in her fucking car. I like Julie's that. getting off the school bus and Courtney just about runs her over and they end up in that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the bo- <clears throat> has she told the guy by now? Because she lets him in on everything. She had told him everything yeah. that had happened between the two of them. No, 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 wait, no. She almost runs her over, and then she goes and she tells the guy after that. She's like, that. okay, this is what's been going on, actually. And he's like, what the fuck? But it doesn't really care enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's just a like a fucking yokel. Yeah. That I was fucking talking to was like an accomplice to murder, honestly. So she tells him that, like, whatever. Um, it's still like the school day. Violet is out front on top of her, like, cherry red Corvette, bobbing her head back and forth. Like, everyone's like, Violet! Everybody is literally just like sitting Courtney around her. <laughs> doesn't fucking like that. No. She's, and like, she's like, What do you think you're fucking doing? And Violet's like, exactly She grabs what her from, she grabs her from the Corvette, pulls her inside to the bathroom, their, like, office or whatever. Yes. Um, like and she's like, what the her. fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she slams her up against the fucking mirror like twice super hard, remember? She, well, she like, does it hard enough to break the glass. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, yeah, the second time that she hits her with it, she like breaks the glass. Oh my God. It's so dramatic. Like, I'd be like, bitch, you, I'm about to call the cops on you. So like, they get into like a back and forth. Courtney's like, I'll fucking shred you, you whore. And she's like, I know. I know what you did. You're not going to do anything to me. Yeah. The next Basically, day, I have the power. I'm going to tell everybody what you did if you fucking even try to start anything. Yeah. But then the next day she shows up and all around school, which is another very cruel intentions moment, there's pictures of the true Fern Mayo that people have just basically forgotten about at this point. Yeah, which is and also like, like, what? funny to think about. I know, like, like, remember at the beginning, they're like, Fern Mayo has been absent for a few days because Violet's running around this school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, how? Come on. How? Like, why are these teachers not realizing? <laughs> these teachers like, have got this to realize there's not a person. transfer student. You didn't get any paperwork. <laughs> Just Violet. Like, she's here now and she's not going anywhere. <laughs> no one remembers Fern. That's honestly super sad. It is sad to think about. Like, that's just how, like, memorable she was. But that's so Carrie White. That is true. They did get, like you said, a lot of inspiration, I guess, from that movie. Just from that character, like, For alone. For Fern, alone, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so there's pictures of Fern. Everyone's making fun of her, yelling at her, which would never happen. But, you know. Everybody is just like... You suck. Oh, you my God. You suck. You're, oh, my God. Pointing, Fern. laughing at her, pushing her, <laughs> like, Push attacking her, down, her. No, she faints. No, she goes, like, she's, like, about to, like, pass out. She sees Courtney and Marcy. And she, like, runs up to Courtney. And Courtney goes, it's over, bitch. <laughs> Did she faint and hits and her then, head? No, and then Marcy get, Marcy's, like, laughing in the background. <laughs> it's like, such an annoying So exaggerated. Laugh. So annoying. Ugh. Oh, my God. I know. I'm just, like, mean girl. So freaking mean. But she passes out. And she's, like, dead on the ground. Yeah, she hits her head. She goes to the nurse, wakes up. Nurse says... Fern Mayo? Fern Mayo? She's yeah. like, who? What did you call me? How'd you know? She's like, how do you know that? And she's like, well, honey, you should probably rest. You're really hurt. And she like gets up, runs out, meets Julie in the hallway. Julie's in the hallway with her man, boyfriend. whatever. I think his name's Zach. I literally don't even remember what his I name was. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I did not give two fucks about I him. I know, me either. But she runs his out into the- Zach. Zach, okay. <laughs> she runs out into the hallway and like there's like a confrontation between like the two groups. Like the three yeah. like gig guys and then like Courtney and Marcy. Courtney <laughs> Courtney goes, Oh god, it's like Terms of Endearment Part Three, except for the boyfriend's gay this time. Yeah, and then and then Marcy goes, and the actors fucking suck. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> <They> fucking suck. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my god. Which I is pretty it. funny. It made me laugh. Rose, or like all of Courtney's lines, just... Mm-hmm. If anything, watch the movie for that. Just in the way that she like just delivers just it to her. Like, she is, the best is part. just, yeah, she is just so much to handle. <laughs> Courtney gives her iconic, you know, life's a bitch and then you die line. Uh-huh. Um, which was like, I remember being played in like every fucking commercial for that movie back in the day. What have you like, done, Courtney? What have you done? Just what I had to do, dear. What? Destroy another life, Courtney? Life's a bitch, then you die. No, honey, you're the bitch. Oh. 
So here we are, um, I guess towards the end of the movie, we're getting... Julie sees Fern in the hallway. They leave her ass. All the students are gone. <laughs> She's just in the hall again. Faints passed again. Out. She's passed out, like, and there's, like, stuff all over her, like, All the papers, yeah. <laughs> Somebody Aww, covered her. face on it. <laughs> Julie wakes her up and she's like, how can you look at me? I'm, I'm a monster. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And then they kind of team up and they're going to bring Courtney down. We're taking that bitch down. Yes. She's so then it's prom down. night. And this is a little all too coincidental in my opinion. Yeah. Everything's just wrapping up so uh-huh, perfectly. It's so perfectly. So it's prom night. Courtney and everyone are getting ready. They're like already at the prom. Um, Julie is sitting on her bed, just kind of like thinking about whatever, like playing with a fucking Rubik's Cube, and her mom comes in with a box of stuff. And in the box is a bunch of, it's a, it's a box of stuff from Liz's house that they wanted her to have. So in the box, there is a birthday card that we forgot to mention earlier. Which they opened while everything was going on, it's while they were replacing Liz, like in the position. Yeah. It's one of those that record, and they. When they were putting Liz like in the like position to be found or whatever, they played it. Where, and it said, "What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me?" And from that the is prior, the only line from the year prior that they when said they that, kidnapped her. Yeah, when they kidnapped her, they did that. So I'm guessing in that scene somewhere, somebody touches like the record button on it by accident, and you hear this iconic line, and you hear Courtney Shane go, "I did it." I killed Liz. I killed the teen dream. <laughs> and she goes, deal with it. Deal with it. Like, uh, and we're just like, Ey. and she closes it. She, her eyes like, are wide. She's like, I got everything I fucking needed. She jumps up and all of a sudden she's ready for prom. See, but that's <laughs> the thing though that like caught my attention um, with the scene earlier with Julie going to um, Liz's house and like seeing her in the pool. Like she was clearly like remorseful about what happened. She was sad. She, her, the mom saw that she was like upset about it. Mm. So I think that that's why the mom was like, "Here, let me get together some stuff yeah. and give it to her." Because she's the only one out of the still, group. That all those police officers, the mom picking up that card, everyone in that room nobody, didn't open that yeah, fucking card. That like is that true. bugged the shit out of me. I guess, but that's then at the same time, if, at, times. at the same time, if her parents were like, yeah, that's what her friends got her last year, like, it could not even register in somebody's mind, like, it could possibly what it have actually a message is. in there. So, she gets the evidence, she gets ready for prom, her and Zach are on the way, Courtney is up for prom queen, and, like, this movie is really short. This came. This movie came to like the end way quicker than I it was expected. just like over with all of a sudden. I know. Yeah. I was like, shit, man. Like there okay, was no tension at go. the end. Like because I knew the prom scene was it. Yeah. So they're on their way. Um, they um. They have devised the plan sorry. of what they're gonna do. And they know Courtney's gonna win prom queen. Yeah, obviously. Like and her little boy toy is her. gonna be prom king. <laughs> So, uh, Courtney, they're in the crowd. It looks like a lame-ass prom, in my opinion. The budget, <laughs> the budget for this movie was $3,500,000. Okay. Total, the gross income from USA, at least, was like a little over $3 million. So, it didn't even it didn't break even. even. Uh, that's terrible, because it's such a good fucking movie. But... I know, but it doesn't resonate with people like you'd think it would. Like, I watched it with Andrew last night. He could give a fuck. It's just which is fine. It's, it's just, just like reminiscent of like a certain everyone. time. Yeah, it's just like reminiscent it's of so a certain nostalgic. time. It's so nostalgic. And I was like, can you? I remember I looked over and said to him, I was like, can you imagine though, a, like a twelve-year-old girl watching this? Like how obsessed you'd be. <laughs> like I was obsessed with it. Oh my god! I just was, I was people. not a twelve-year-old girl, but I was obsessed no. with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like obsessed with watching. Like this life I hadn't lived yet, mm-hmm. and then you get to real high that school, and you're possibly, like, "This is yeah. fucking not like that not at like all." It at all. <laughs> I mean, thank God. I, but. Know. I mean, yeah, but I wish I was as cool as him. Still, I wish there was no one that fucking cool in high school. I'm telling you, no, no one. I mean, not enough to be walking around like mini skirts and like she like they tell they tell her to like, cover up her boobs once, I think. I'm barely like, I'm like bitch they, they like are shown that whole movie no one says a word when Fern Mayo's on like the the nurse's table she's like wearing a bikini top basically. <laughs> literally yeah and a jacket over it I love that <laughs> oh my god so like it would never happen okay oh my god so you won't quit calling me oh my gosh Jake is calling should we have a little guest caller hey Jake hey hey guess what you're on um movie date with Stacy. <laughs> Okay, cool. Let's. <laughs> um, How are really you? Quick, really what? quick. Could not interrupt you guys. David, do you know where my wine bottles are at? Yeah. 
They're in like um, the box and they're for in the in your room. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's y'all get back to it. Love okay. you. Everyone, everyone listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Stupid. That is the funniest thing. Um, that was Jay Carson. That's David's brother and a very, very close friend of mine. My stupid brother. I don't know what he was thinking. You need to have him <laughs> he on knew. here. He said no. <laughs> he said no. He doesn't want to do it. You know what? He said he wouldn't do my podcast either he because doesn't like he doesn't the like the talking. sound of his voice. Oh, I told him you sound great, but Whatever. I'm not going to force him. Whatever. And now, look, though, we snuck him on, didn't we? He's, he's fucking always going to be on now. it. Forever on the first episode. First episode <laughs> featuring Jake Carson. Little Jake. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so basically... So now we are at the... Basically, the movie's over with, and Liz, or, and Courtney is, you know... She's crowned prom, prom queen. She's crowned prom queen, but she's also exposed, because she the second that she goes up there to, like, get her crown, to, like, do her thing... Make her little speech... And then the, all the while, Zach, which I really think is the only reason he was put into his role at all, he's in the back room, like auditorium room, like fucking with... Literally plugging in like two things. It's like not that big I of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking with the card to kind of get it to play over the the speaker. So she, so she's saying, thank you, thank you, whatever. Everyone's cheering her on. Everyone's happy. Um, she unplugs... He unplugs her mic and then plugs in like a mic beside him and then opens the card and mm-hmm. then you hear I did it I, I did it I killed uh, I killed Liz, Liz. I, I killed the, the teen dream, dream. <laughs> deal with it thank you so much Miss Sherwood <laughs> thank you senior class I killed Liz. I killed the teen dream. Deal with it. What? I killed Liz. I killed the teen dream. Deal with it. What? I killed Liz. Everyone's like, wait a second. What? And, and then he keeps pissed. playing it. They are angry because Liz she's like, was the teen dream. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they all kind of realize what's happening. And you hear in the crowd, you hear, wait, that's her voice. And then you like slowly see audience members react. Yeah. She's that's like, what that bitch. It's like slow motion. And, and then they all start throwing their croissants at her. Launching everything at her. This Frank Sinatra song comes <laughs> on. It's like slow motion, her moving through the crowd. Corsage is flying at her face. She's crying She's and like holding her face. She's like smacked in the face, yeah. Everyone's like her hair is getting all messed up. Everyone's crying. Everyone's like, how she could you do her. that? Da, da, da. Gets to the end of the line of all of these there? high schoolers. Who's there other than Julie? And is Fern there? Mm-hmm. Fern's there too. They have a camera in their hands because... We never mentioned this either. When they opened the trunk initially, they took a picture of Liz. Yeah. And then she dropped the camera on the ground when she saw. They realized that she was dead. So she, Julie's standing at the end of the thing and she says, Smile, "Smile, bitch. Doesn't she say like, smile pretty, Courtney? Or like whatever Courtney says. Smile for the camera. Yeah. (laughs) Takes a picture and it has like three snapshots of Courtney. And then it like lands in a yearbook. I'm like, who the fuck would put that in a they yearbook? They put the murderer like in the middle of the yearbook, <laughs> and nobody night. made mention about that. The fuck? Like, I mean, it was definitely just killed. a funny thing. But. <laughs> she killed Liz. She killed the Teen Dream, and we're gonna like immortalize her in this fucking yearbook. So, so goofy. Fuck. And that's like the end of it. There's no, it. there's no like tie up with police. There's no seeing anyone getting in trouble. It was just kind of done it was like this is what happened you kind of take it from here you like interpret what goes on after this which and, I mean I kind of did but at the same time but like, also what about Mar- Marcy Marcy's hiding <laughs> under the fucking table while all this is happening but like and Julie though they should they both, both honestly yeah. get in trouble in my opinion I mean this movie is problematic in a lot of ways very pro- problematic this is a totally different time but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see Julie just like getting off scot free. Like, I think she thinks it's gonna happen. Yeah, just because she's Maybe like the she hero in care. our mind. Maybe because she, even though she's a hero in our mind, she's not like the hero in the movie, like universe. Because she, she didn't still fucking give was an accomplice, yeah. and she should have went to the police when she's sitting on her bed, like not knowing what to do, bitch. And you're already not her friend. Go to the police. Yeah, you're gonna sit there and cry. <laughs> I know you're just gonna sit there and cry and not like do something. About give it? me a break. But. 
So oh, yeah, no. that was Jawbreaker. I know, yeah. It was super fun watch. If you want to watch something that's just going to kind of uplift you, make you feel, laugh and feel good, watch Jawbreaker. I read that um, it was actually written as a horror movie. And then he started like writing in the teen elements and he like realized he was slowly writing like a dark comedy. And he like took out the horror. So I wonder if they would have went with that if there would have been more murders. Um, but I did love the movie. Yeah, so it what do you... So, so okay, so I, on IMDb, it is given a 5.6 out of 10. Uh, which that's some bullshit. That's not that bad. Uh, yeah, it is, because that's, that's, like, that's like a 10-star movie. <laughs> oh okay, maybe not 10. I'll you go with like 9. nine? I'll give it like a 9, because it's just... Maybe it's just a nine to me because I just find nostalgia it. plays a big role in my my choices for films too, and like why I love them. And it, I guess maybe maybe it just takes me back to like that time, yeah. like where I just thought that this was like so innovative and so cool. I couldn't believe that I was watching this. Like, yeah. Jawbreaker was like everything re- that I wanted to write whenever I was like a younger Aww. kid. Like something like irreverent, something funny, something like, but also dark and kind of scary. Yeah, and it also um. Reminded me of that movie, um, what was it? Sugar and Spice? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Sugar and Spice. I love yes. that whole... That kind of, like, color scheme that they all had was very much like this. Mm-hmm. So, I have a little bit of trivia that we can, I can go over with you. So, Pam Greer, the, the woman who plays Detective Cruz, in her contract, it states that she must be in charge of doing her own hair for her films. And for this film, she's wearing about three wigs blended together. Okay. I guess that was like a lot of hair. I know, like you saw her hair. It was like this big, like she looked like Amazon woman. Mm-hmm. Like in a good way though. She was killing it. But <laughs> I thought that was funny. She has a in her contract she does her own hair. Hey, um, memory sometimes, you know, you don't want people to fuck with your shit. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, the writer director Darren Stein originally intended to write a horror film. Yeah, I said this earlier. Uh, when he started writing the script, he based it on a group of girls he went to school with who would kidnap each other on their birthdays. And thought, what if that went horribly wrong? And in the process, he eventually realized that he was actually writing a dark comedy. Uh, Manson was given his cameo part because he was engaged to Rose McGowan at the time the movie was made. Rose McGowan was said uh, to say that Judy Greer was much more of a violet than a firm male behind the scenes. Which is great to know. Uh, The film was shot in a short and hectic 30 days. Which kind of gives it some room to like... I can see why the the depth wasn't there. I wonder if like there they was like rush. an end like planned out, but they just didn't have time to film it, so they just were like, "Let me just like knock it out real quick." Yeah, because they don't really tie up anything. Because I mean, that happens like a lot. Which of is movies. fine though. It was so like on the surface, anyways, that I was fine with the ending like that. It was such like a shallow movie. I didn't mind having a shallow ending. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the only line that of dialogue that Liz Per has is when they open the card initially, and it says, "What are you doing to me?" Um, writer director Darren Stein is featured in one of the yearbook photos that flashes across the screen. The band playing at the prom is the Donnas. The soundtrack for this movie, though, is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's one of the best parts of the movie. Um, let's see, Rachel Lee Cook, the girl from She's All That, mm-hmm. initially uh, auditioned for the role of Julie. Did not get it. I could see that. Like, that meat type chick. Yeah. But I'm glad that I went to Rebecca Gayhart because I love her. I mean, Urban Legends, iconic. I know. Like, yeah. We know know Rebecca Gayhart from Urban Legend. Like, what a bad bitch. Um, She's married to Eric Dane. Who was that? (laughs) He's, like, McSteamy or whatever from... Grey's Anatomy. He's Snap. the dad on Euphoria. Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. That, anyway. that like messed with me a bit. But they had like this like scandal a couple of years ago. Actually, it's probably like ten years ago. Like a nude like tape scandal. Oh, Rebecca who cares Gayhart. anymore? She killed someone. <gasps> In real life? Yes. She murdered them. What? It was a car accident, but oh, she killed them. No. Just like Brandy did, that Rebecca same, Gayhart. That same somebody. thing happened to um, who the fuck is it? Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What's his name? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. He killed like two people in Italy on accident. Jesus. It was a wreck. Caitlyn Jenner killed somebody too. Jesus Christ. They get off with it though because they're rich. That's the new podcast. Is like celebrities <laughs> who kill people and get off with it. Because <laughs> that's always gonna happen. I mean, shit. You have the right amount of money, like. 
you get you're you're good. You're at least not in jail during your trial, which is such a strange thing to me. It's crazy how people like, you don't talk about that either. Like oh, dude, if you have money, you rule the world. You just rule the world. You can pay anybody off. <laughs> so um, let's see if I have anything else. The Reagan High School is actually University High School in Los Angeles, California. Yes, there's been so many movies that have been filmed there. Rose McGowan and Rebecca Gayhart both appear in the Scream franchise. McGowan played Tatum Riley in Scream 1996, and Gayhart played sorority sister Lois in Scream 2. She was She's, in that movie, but she didn't have a single line. And like, she was like right standing there. There's like an and iconic was, picture of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Rebecca Gayhart and like this other like sorority chick. And like they were they talking. They were supposed to be like talking in the scene, but like I guess it was cut from the movie. Um, but yeah, the, it's like a very iconic photo of her. Oh, Scream Two, I love it so much. Love it. Um, in the scene where Courtney is changing Fern's name, she says, "A fern is a plant, right?" Well, I don't know about you, but I would much rather be a flower. A rose is too obvious. Never send a rose unless dyed black as a warning. I love that. This is ironic because the character of Courtney is named Rose in real life, which is so funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about I that. I know. And that's all I have for trivia. Um, so yeah, I think I... So you give it a 9 out of 10. I think because of its, nost- <laughs> because of its nostalgic like place in my heart and also because... I just love shit like this so much. Like, I don't know. I definitely recommend it. Watch it. I'm going to give it a seven. Is a seven and a nine is like an eight. It's not bad. Yeah, that's an eight. There we go. I have a few questions to ask you before we finish up here. Okay. Does that sound fun? Give it to me. If you could be any character from any movie, who would you be and why? From any movie? Yes, I know it's broad. Uh, Take your time. I would be... uh, I'd be Sharon Carter from The Avengers. Oh, shit. I knew you were going to pick a Marvel thing. Yeah, I mean... I could either David be. Loves I could either be Captain America, which I mean is great, or yeah. I could be Captain America's love interest, which <laughs> would be even better. <laughs> so, funny. so yeah, maybe Sharon Carter, Aww. or if that doesn't work out, if it has to be a guy, then I'll be Captain America. It has America. to be a guy. You be whoever you want. I'll be whoever I want to be. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe this will be in the same realm, but. What movie universe would you like to live in? Uh, <laughs> let's think about it for a little bit. Uh, the Scream universe. Ooh. Ah, you freaking Fox was there. You did. I didn't expect that. You thought that. I was going to say Marvel, but I, I don't want to live in a world where fucking... Everything's under attack all the fucking time? If, because if I didn't have powers. If I had powers, fuck yeah. But yeah. if I was just like a human, oh my god, I would be livid. I would be so why, why, jealous. Why not a mutant? Yeah, exactly. I mean, je- exactly. And I, I would be like the hater. I know. <laughs> I'd be the purifiers of like the god give us damn mutants. But really I just wanna be them. I know, yeah. You you like hate what you can't have. Literally. So yeah, I guess I'd pick the Scream universe because like What a good one. I'd have to find out I'm like who is killing my friends? I know, but you're Sydney Prescott, so you survive. Oh wait, I would be Sydney. Yeah, you could be whoever you want. I thought I would just be myself and like all my friends would be. You're Jamie Kennedy. I'm David Carson. Okay. Again, the last question is, if you could, go, since this is movie date with Stacy, okay, if you could go on a date with any character from a movie, who would you go with? Who'd any it? movie, obviously, any movie Captain America. Really? Or he if not Captain America, right if not Captain America, Spider Man. Uh, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland is so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the best Spider Man. So yeah, the two of them, one one of them. Yeah, no. Or maybe both. No, Spider Man on Tuesday and then Captain America on Wednesday. No, I want them both at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have two hands. I literally have two hands. And you got like this guy making like a spider web for you to all cuddle in. Oh, that would be romantic, actually. The three of us to cuddle. <gasps> the ruffle. So I want to be And they'll protect ruffle. you. Uh. <laughs> anyway, okay. on that note, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Anything else you want to add before we go? Oh my god, no. Um, We've been talking for quite a while. We have been. I had such a good time. I think this is a great first episode. <laughs> I hope that, you know, you enjoyed me being no, here talking about so this crazy-ass movie with so you. So easy. So fun. I loved it. I can't wait to do more. 
Oh my gosh, me too. Like I said, me and Stacey will be doing another podcast yes. on the movie Scream. Um, the 30th anniversary we think is in September, right? It's in September, so we will be putting together something here shortly. Thinking about maybe even visiting Gainesville. <sighs> Checking out a couple of the sites. Maybe so. taking some photos to release along with this, maybe even a video. Maybe even a video. And you know what we should do? We should like go with our little voice recorder in hand. <gasps> no. I'm scared to do I that. Know, what if what if the cops think that we're like the new version of like the screen? Oh killers? my gosh, I know and we're doing our research so we can like take on the new And fucking Deputy Newey's over there like coming he's after like, us. He's like, What are you doing? What the hell are you kids doing? No, he's like, What are you doing? What are you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're up to no good. <laughs> These kids cutting it loose. Oh. Okay, I think that wraps it up for the very first episode of Movie Date with Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me, David. No, thank you so much for having me. Like, I really appreciate this um, and allowing me to plug my podcast yeah. um, on here. So be sure to listen to Stupid Gay Drama on Apple Podcasts. You know, it's trying to put out new episodes every couple of weeks now. So, you know, subscribe on there. <laughs> yeah, and be sure to subscribe to Movie Day with Stacey. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. All right, bye. Bye.